today's podcast of The Engaging Marketeer, I wanted to talk about uh, a time when I, I first started in, in the web design industry back in late 90s, uh, early 2000s. You see, my, my very first website went live back in 1998, I think it was. And it's, it's still live now, slightly different, slightly different look to it, but it, it, it is still live now from 1998. And my first proper job was as the web designer for game, for game stores, uh, which I, I never really appreciated at the time how lucky I was that that was my first, my first proper job because I assumed that all first proper jobs were like that because I, I would basically, I'd, I'd muck about with, with web design graphics and, and, and video game graphics all day. Uh, we'd get free video games to, to play and, and review uh, I'd get to go to game launch parties, so video game launch parties. I remember one one game called BMX Triple X, which was a game with strippers on uh, BMXs. And the launch party for that was in London, and it was a free bar, obviously. They were all free bars. And there was vodka and like vodka fountains going down, a, what I think was an ice sculpture of a, of a female torso. And there were strippers in the bar as well, and it, it was, let's just say, it, it, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, and I had my camera with me, you know, an old um, proper film camera back in the old days then, and because I had a camera with me, everybody seemed to think that I was a photographer, and I had people posing for me, and, and basically posing on, there, there was a bed in there. there was, I, I don't want to go too far into it, but there, there was a bed in there, and there was people posing on the bed, and they, they thought they were going to get into some sort of games magazine. A result of it, it was very, very weird. Uh, but let's, let's go back to game. Let's, let's not focus on the strippers. Let's go back to game. When I worked at game, originally it was called Electronics Boutique. Uh, for anybody listening in America, you will know this company as Electronics Boutique. In the UK, they were Electronics Boutique, and they licensed the name from America. So they had to pay a percentage of their, their revenue to the, the American owner. Uh, and online, they were called EB Games because they couldn't use the name Electronics Boutique online in case anybody from America could be confused and end up buying a game from electronicsboutique.co.uk, if you will, and circumvent the American website. So they had to use EB Games online. So there was a disconnect between the store and the website. Anybody going into the store wouldn't necessarily know that the website was the same thing because it was a different name and a different logo. So they, they, they needed to do something to, to, to make themselves sustainable going forward. So they, they bought the Irish company called Game, which is what they are now, obviously Game. They bought Game from Ireland and they took over the their whole of their stores and they took over their, their, their website. So I was then in, in charge of the, the graphics and updating both the Electronics Boutique website and the Game website. Now, because they wanted to keep the brand separate initially, they, they decided that they wanted the websites to look very different because Electronics Boutique customers and game customers, they profiled and decided that they were very different people. Uh, Electronics Boutique customers were, were parents that were buying games for their kids, and they, and they were like the casual gamer, the people who weren't really hardcore into games. They just liked a game occasionally. So they needed it to be quite straightforward as a retail experience. Whereas game customers were massive nerds. They were the kind of people with, with beards and would sit for hours or, or days on end playing 
online role-playing games, uh, massively multiplayer online role-playing games, and would never come out and never see the sun. So they wanted the, the game website to reflect that, which meant that the game website was made deliberately different from the Electronics Boutique website. So, for example, there was, I think the Electronics Boutique website had navigation uh, across the top, and the game website then flipped it and had the navigation down the side, so the main navigation down the side. The product pages had the pack shot typically on the left, the description on the right, with the price and the, the buy button on the right. The game website flipped it. So all the things that you would expect to find in a convention on, the, on, on a retail website for the game website was flipped. Now, the problem was, because everything had been moved purely to make it different, it affected the sales on the game website. So I can't remember the specifics of this, but I, I think it was something like two to one. So the Electronics Boutique website was outselling the game website two to one. Even though it was exactly the same product catalog, because it was fed into the same, same system. It was the same thing, the same catalog, the same database was powering both websites. So they had exactly the same stock. They had the same pricing. Maybe one of them was a pound cheaper and the other one had free delivery. I can't remember the specifics on that. But it was pretty much identical, except one was outselling the other two to one because of the changes they'd made to the website to, to intentionally make it look different. And it was that point, obviously, a, a decision was made that this, this, this game website that we've had built, I, I should stress, I didn't build it. I didn't build it. I designed it repeatedly over the years, but I didn't physically build it. It was built by somebody else. It was outsourced originally when I got there. Because of this game website was being outperformed by the EB website two to one, they decided, right, well, this, this change that we've made to make it different, just to make it different, isn't working. So what we need to do is we need to we need to take the EB website, the Electronics Boutique website, copy that as the game website, and then just reskin it, recolor it. So make it purple, make it game purple, put the game logo on it, but otherwise it's going to be identical when you look at it. And they did this. It, I had to do all the graphics for it. Again, I had to reskin the website. It didn't take that long to do because you're effectively just swapping pictures over and changing style sheet colors. Probably took about two weeks to do. It wasn't a long project. And this new website went live as game immediate upturn in sales absolutely immediate upturn in sales like you wouldn't believe and the moral of this the moral of this is is quite straightforward when you're designing a website when you're building a website when you're doing anything digital like that don't make changes to something purely to make it different purely to stand out, purely to differentiate yourself from your competition. Because there are, there are conventions to websites, certainly e-commerce websites, that have to be the same, that customers expect to see. And if you make things different just for the sake of making something different, just for the sake of being creative, which, which some web designers will do, you will hinder the performance of the website. And because this was a, an e-commerce website and it was a, a high street store, the sales were dramatically different and it was really easy to tell that there was a problem. With a smaller business, that could have taken years to identify. If they didn't have something else to benchmark it to know where the sales should be, 
they could have had a real problem and never spotted it. But because it was two high street stores, two competing high street stores, one doing double the sales of the other, even though they were off the same database, they knew there was a problem. And they knew the way we've done this, just to be different, just to make it stand out, isn't working. So make sure you don't design your website just to be different. And, and, and to, to, to further illustrate that point, I, I, was on a, I was on a panel at a social media event in Manchester a couple of years ago, well, a few years ago, actually, now. Um, some, of, some of you listening to this may know it. It's called Sascon. Uh, it doesn't happen anymore, unfortunately. I really miss it. So if anybody's out there who's one of the runners of Sascon, please bring it back. It was brilliant. Uh, but I was on a panel at Sascon. And it was talking about e-commerce websites. And we were taking questions from the audience on, on retail e-commerce websites. And one person in the audience, and I've always remembered this to this day, put his hand up and said how Amazon was an example of really poor design. Really poor design. Because it was an ugly website. It didn't fit in with his ideal of what a, a, an attractive, nicely designed e-commerce website should look like. And... While I can see the point, yes, Amazon isn't the kind of website you would print out, put in a frame and put on the wall and stick it in the Louvre. No, that is not why Amazon was designed. Amazon has not been designed to look nice. It has not been designed to look pretty. Amazon has been designed to do one thing, and that's take shitloads of money from customers. And it is bloody good at that. It is bloody good at that. It is better than pretty much any other website at doing that. So everybody on the panel then had to, had to explain, or rather argue, that, no, no, actually, I, I, I see where you're coming from. And, and yes, it could be prettier, and it, it could have you know, some nice graphics, some nice images, maybe a nice hero image at the top. But that isn't actually going to help it for the purpose of which it was designed which is taking money. Don't get confused with your website. And this is important to any business listening to this right now. Don't get confused with your website for what it is being designed for. It is not being designed for you. It is not being designed to win design awards. It is not being designed to look pretty. It is being designed for a function. Now that function is whatever your business wants it to be, whether that's to take orders and actually sell a product and take money via the website, could be. Whether that's to get people to book a call with you or book a Calendly call or, or book an Outlook uh, call with you, Office 365 call, whatever that may be, maybe. Whether that's to take inquiries, uh, take leads, or to get people to, to download a lead magnet of yours and, and give you their contact details, maybe. Whatever that is, that is the function of the website. That is why it has been designed. All other functions are irrelevant. Do not let the design or let your idea or your, your insistence on having something creative get in the way of the purpose of the website. That's important. That's probably the most important thing you could take from this. Your website is not for you. Your website needs to work. Otherwise, it's what I, I call a beautiful-looking failure, which I always akin to the, the film The Extraordinary League of Gentlemen. Uh, with Sean Connery. I'm the only person on the planet, I think, who actually liked that film. Because by and large, it's regarded as a beautiful-looking failure. Looks fantastic, really visual, not very good. Not a very coherent story. Beautiful-looking failure. Do not let your website be another extraordinary league 
of gentlemen, please. You've been listening to the Engaging Marketeer podcast. Uh, if you could follow me, uh, maybe leave me a, a five-star five star rating and leave me a review, that would be fantastic. Uh, thank you very much, and I will catch you on the next podcast. Oh, 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 oh